0: of kent and the steering team for another week uh, as always you're joined by me drew and bianca unfortunately kent can't be with us this, this week he's actually consumed uh, a bit too much bleach and uh, uv light internally anyway on with the show drew bianca team how are we we good
1: we are well yeah we're excellent. on quite in sync this week actually
0: Indeed. are we yes why yeah are you referenced?
1: Drew and I are singing songs together. Oh yeah,
0: It's completely yeah, that, that unplanned. happened. Unplanned singing of the same song at the same time. We,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm still. Shooken. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I just. I just yeah, it, it was weird. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. Well, what about for Maya? I just suddenly hear both of you guys singing in harmony, and it's like, what, how? What? How did that happen? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like we all somehow momentarily got transported into yeah. a musical, but then we were so freaked out by what had happened, we stopped.
2: <laughs> it's a shame. Strange. It's so weird.
1: If
0: it ever happens again, we must. It's strange. You know. It must be aliens. Yeah, we'll
1: just we'll just keep going. Oh. Must
0: be aliens. Speaking Is speaking it... of which, uh, on this edition of the show, we've got aliens. That's right. Ooh. The um, Pentagon has released footage, uh, which was broadcast on CNN, of. Apparent UFO spottings by military jets. This, I think, surfaced many years ago, but has now kind of been confirmed as being... They don't know what the hell that was. Um, also for you today, we've got Trump and his suggestion that Americans should drink bleach... Are we still on the alien topic? disinfectant. We're talk- We're now on batshit crazy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> suggesting that Americans should drink disinfectant and uh, inject... UV light into their system um, and uh, then beyond that we've also got JD and Turk from Scrubs that is Donald and Zach um, have a podcast a watch-along podcast which Drew suggested that we listen to um, I've done that I think Bianca and I have both listened to the first episode and we've got more on that to come yeah okay team yes team let's begin perhaps right. with UFOs UFOs Unidentified Ufos. flying objects. That that is UFOs. actually
1: the word for UFO in Turkish. It's called UFO.
0: UFO. Well, that's what that's what I say if I ever see a story about one. I go, oh <laughs> Um Thank you for giggling, very out of pity. I appreciate. that. <laughs> um, yes, we got you. UFOs, though. UFOs. UFOs. Who has that story? does anyone have the story in front of them.
1: Um, kind of. Or I have know something about. about it. Uh, Mystics, Brazilian mystics, who say that they're sent by aliens to jumpstart human evolution. Um, oh. But. Aliens. Hold on. I had this story before, but I keep getting messages from Carmen now. And she's interrupting my search. It's in our group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Pentagons officially release UFO videos. Um, according to. This is the Washington CNN. Pentagon has released three short videos showing identified aerial phenomena that had previously been released by a private company. The video shows what appears to be unidentified flying objects moving rapidly moving while recorded by infrared cameras. Two of the videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. One voice specula- speculates that it could be a drone." Um, so basically, yeah, they've released this footage. They are all both all pretty old videos. They're actually not from mm-hmm. this year or anything. They're, they're from like the last I think I think one of them's from 2012. Um yeah, okay, here we go. Um yeah, so one of them's from 2012, the other one's from
2: 2017.
1: <coughs> um bless you.
2: <laughs> I tried to mute it. <laughs>
0: It's fine. <laughs> Appreciate it.
2: No! <laughs> oh, that was so I always funny.
0: love a good sneeze on air.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry for interrupting you. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Hold on, I'm laughing too hard. Um, um,
1: <laughs> Impressive. Um, um, anyway, so... The funny thing I find about this article that I'm just reading as I'm going along, <laughs> one of the experts that weighs in is the, Bl- the Blink-182 musician, Tom DeLone, who, like, said... Who well, you go to the top
0: for this sort of information. I
1: know. But basically, he studies... This This has been a story before. I remember this came out years ago. But he studies unidentified area phenomena, and he has, like, a whole thing about it, Um and he's got like a lot of people who they go out and they look for UFOs together. So this makes sense that he's commenting on it in the weirdest way. Expert um,
0: in his field.
1: Yeah, another one. Another one. And it's also come out that in 2017, a pilot, one of the pilots who saw the unidentified object in 2004, said that it moved in ways that he could never explain. So basically, there's three videos out there that just show it. Kind of looks like infrared. Um, mm. and it just shows the aliens the f- flying around our airspace. The first,
0: yeah. The, f- the first clip is of what looks almost like, um, like a spinning top of sorts, much like the one that's in, um, Inception, I would say. Dreidl. And you see it kind of just, yeah, that's the word I think for dreidel, but, um, it was, it was kind of gliding across the, the sky and then suddenly it stops and then it kind of spins, you know top to bottom like just just turning on its head a couple of times spinning around like that um before it just kind of glides off and continues on its way uh throughout the clouds. so it's it's interesting it's also interesting to hear the um yeah the the uh the guys aboard the the F18s or the jets that were were watching this thing and just seeing them yeah totally in awe they they're just very confused by what they what they're looking at what they're seeing um yeah it's interesting stuff
1: so i you know, uh-huh. when Donald Trump first became president and announced uh-huh. the fact that he was going to have a space force, I think uh-huh. you were the first person I messaged. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, this confirms aliens. Because the only person, because, because the, there's always been a theory that the president of the United States has a black book, that basically mm-hmm. confirms or denies aliens. That the book th- of there's secrets. always been, yeah. The Book of Secrets has always been said to confirm or deny whether it's aliens exist. Like, there's always been a rumor that in it, it's got a, a apparently a meeting between one of the presidents and an alien. But I think that's like the extreme version of the story. But basically, yeah, aliens have been in touch with America and the president knows about it is the story. And as soon as Donald Trump said, yep, we've got a space force, I was like, yeah, definitely aliens have been in touch with the US because only he would be so idiotic as to just, yep, we're, we're going to create an army to stop these aliens in case they come down because they're foreigners. Um, not to say that I don't know what the aliens want or if they want anything at all. But
2: Clearly the fact they that they released... it, They're giving us a wide berth.
0: Yeah. No, no, well well actually just before you continue, Bianca, I actually think that the reason Space Force exists isn't anything to do with the black book, but I think it's to do with someone from immigration mentioned to Trump that um, we're having illegal aliens come into our country and um, you know, they're invading <laughs> invading different cities and Trump went, Aliens? Oh my god, and then created Space Force because yeah, he got it confused and didn't realise that alien is actually a term for Foreigners. Just someone not from there. At the end of the yeah. day, so uh, I think that's. At why. the end of that the day, we're be just glad that it's likely. coming.
2: Like we're glad he's mm. done that because if he didn't, we wouldn't be getting a new show from Steve Carell. <laughs> oh Yes, yeah. that's
0: true. That's true. Yes, uh, looking forward to that. That should be pretty it drops cool. Drops
2: next month.
0: <laughs> Boom, bring it.
1: But um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Continue being.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna like. I I I think. Well, obviously it's real because the Pentagon have come out and said it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not hiding this.
0: But to clarify... It's just that we don't know what it is. Their technical
2: yeah. definition of a UFO does not strictly mean alien. It means unidentified No, it, it literally object.
0: means... Correct. Right. Their, their definition... It's much like um, the scientific term for theory. Um, you know, it, it's yeah. that idea that to us you go theory or you go... UFO, that means aliens, or theory means you're not sure, mm. when in reality, no, no, the terms are very different def- definitions. In fact, for UFO, as you say, Drew, it is very literal. It is, yeah. we haven't been able to identify there's, what it is. There's just That's as it. much
2: chance that it's technology coming out of North Korea.
0: Yeah, well, there's just as much chance it's a bloody... Um, it's, you know, someone from Hawaii or something, or it's someone from Brazil, or it's someone from Canada, or it's or it's a piece of kit from Europe or, or China or, it's or something. Russians. It's it is or it's the Russians. Like it it could be literally anything. Um it could be an unconfirmed or illegal private vessel, as in um drone, um, being flown around as as said. Um yeah, it could be any number of things, but but there's no you know surefire way that that is an alien alien thing as in actual outer space alien thing
1: have you guys watched the netflix documentary about all of that about the no which one so there is a netflix documentary that basically explain it's from like various pilots and um Mm -hmm. people who've worked in like higher up areas of the pentagon and all that where they're explaining that yes aliens do exist and what happened at <clears throat> Roswell and everything. And it's not, <laughs> It it's all, it's a lot of declassified information. And then there's some people who like, I can't actually talk about that. It's interesting because uh. ba- what they can all confirm and like, they talk about stuff that they found on the dark side of the moon, mm, like the stuff uh-huh. part that we can't see. And w- the one thing that I got from all of that is basically that, Aliens are, what they say is aliens are out there, but they just can't be bothered with us because we're too violent. They think
0: Wouldn't we're psychotic. Um, Sarah and I were actually having a chat about aliens just, just the other night, in fact, um, and firstly, even to Roswell. I can tell you, if now having visited Roswell, if you to go by Roswell based on what the public are talking about, I can tell you there is absolutely no way in hell that aliens has ever visited Roswell because that place that place was so full of inverted commas information like oh my god I, I so, so a piece of, a, a good example of, of the Roswell alien center whatever the hell it was um, was there was an interesting piece of uh, something that had been found at Roswell supposedly um, as it turns out it had actually been stolen by um, the story goes It was donated to the museum by an artist who was interested in making sculptures, by the way, um, who had happened to have inherited it from someone who knew someone who happened to be part of the Secret Service or whatever crew or CIA or whatever that attended the Roswell site just after whatever happened happened. But yeah, so it was donated by a sculpture artist to the place and it was very much a sculpture of some kind that he had somehow inherited but just happened to be also someone that makes that sort of stuff the place just had no confirmation of anything it had no um, detail on anything it had you know it had a whole bunch of things up pictures up saying these are the different sightings of aliens or alien spacecraft and every single one was either completely distorted and so blurry that there was no way that it could be anything or it was obviously a smudge on a camera lens or something. What was that, Sarah? The hats that they threw. Oh, the, oh yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So there were also images of hats that were being thrown that looked like flying saucers.
1: That's kind of funny, though. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> if, if if we're going by any of the the information that this place has or the entire city of or town of Roswell... I can tell you that aliens have never visited Roswell because there is no way in hell any of that is legitimate. Um, Maybe that's just what they the want you to think. The conversation that Sarah... Well, perhaps, but, you know, who knows. Roswell, I can tell you, has never had...
1: Intelligent no, life form there? I'm going
0: to stop there because... Yeah, basically.
1: I knew where you were taking that.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I just thought I'd stop. There doesn't seem to be any sign of intelligent life anywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, No, going to the conversation that Sarah and I had the other day, um, she asked me if I believe that aliens are real, and I said absolutely yes, because it's impossible that the universe is the size that it is, and there isn't another random chance. I was using the idea that, you know, what's the percentage or the chance that humans exist, and it's like something like point zero 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 one percent chance that this is what has happened and we are here, basically. Which to us is completely, you know, incontestable. It's like it's tidy. It's it's an impossible thing. Humans are impossible to exist. But if you look at that same percentage on a universe scale, an that,
1: infinite scale,
0: that, that an infinite scale, that that number, which to us is impossible, is equivalent to one hundred percent on a universal infinite universe scale. Basically, it's it's a hundred percent. It's impossible that it can't repeat itself at least once. Um, I think that one thing that we need to consider is that we look at aliens and assume that they are basically the same size as us. So therefore, their spacecraft might be of a similar size in order to carry a a passenger of a similar size, maybe slightly taller, maybe slightly shorter. Who's to say that it's they're not like five to ten times larger than what we are? Well, you know, Independence Day. They could that, be oh, absolutely no, no, remember, they, tiny they made
1: as well. That point
0: what is the point
2: men in black made that point they could be much smaller uh, independence day they were huge they were much bigger than humans
0: and that's it it's like you know they but they could be even bigger than that i mean yeah. we're looking at someone that's you know they could be a human-like figure you know humanoid but they are
1: giants you know
0: as tall a tall, yeah as tall as you know able to comfortably reach up and like tap the, the underside of the Eiffel Tower like they're, they're, they're tapping their hand on a doorframe kind of thing, you know, like that kind of stuff That could be cool. yeah. Um Yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting but, but who's to say their planet isn't equally to scale you know, like um, Well,
1: our planet is we don't relatively know this. small Yeah I, I know that we think tiny. our planet is giant because comparatively to what we are but in comparison mm. to other planets, our planet is not that big
0: no it's no exactly so that um, does make an, sense another 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 example of, of something like that is that that uh, um you know if you ask someone to picture what's outside the, the universe it's impossible because you've never seen it and you've never you can't the human brain can't grasp that you, you can't grasp the the literal nothing you can't picture nothing because that's not you're still picturing something you know, there's things that the human brain and, and mind cannot comprehend. Picture. So therefore exactly. So therefore, because we've never seen or know of, we can only imagine what, you know, has been told in stories and base it off things that we know, like us, for example, you know, the the concept of a flying saucer, aerodynamic in shape, maybe, perhaps, like that kind of stuff. Again, someone frisbeeing something and then you go, Oh, well that makes sense. That's an alien spaceship you know all of this sort of what we picture to yeah. be alien life form is based on things that we can grasp a reality of or, or compare to us. So who's to say that it's nothing completely different. And that's why I think that we've never been contacted by aliens. I think that there are no doubt aliens out there, but I don't think that contact has ever happened with mankind. Cause I just think it's, imp- it's not possible that that it's gone undetected or it's not been not public knowledge. Um, it's too big of a deal and too too groundbreaking and life changing I think I think that there's probably life forms that are perhaps speeding at you know light speed towards us, no doubt you know, whereas we're not at that point with technology to be able to do that, and I don't think humankind will ever be able to travel at light speed, but there's probably alien life that's heading towards us now and knows about our existence perhaps, but they won't get here for you know fourteen fifteen sixteen light years, you know
1: I don't think humans are incapable of light speed i think that our technology is not there yet i i think that we are getting that technology because you've got to understand the way humans i I
0: think the g-forces i was gonna
1: say the way humans work is that once we Once we create the technology to get us to light speed, and I I know what you're about to say, the G-force will kill us.
0: Mm.
1: Once we figure out the technology Mm. to get to that, humans have a way of adapting to technology really fast. I mean, look at what we've done since we created radio waves. Yeah, In a hundred, like a hundred years ago, we would, you could not even fathom what we would have today. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I, I, yeah. I think yeah. that's holding the human race back a bit. Um but well, we've, again,
2: we've plateaued with technology.
0: Yeah, we have. I don't think that's I don't oh. think, Look, that's, my, I don't think a, that's
1: because of uh uh-huh. I don't think that's because of a lack of wanting to go further. I think that's because no we're in an age where capitalism is different to any other age um capitalism nowadays and, and this is again you can you, you, for the same thing you can actually just go back 30 years not even a hundred years 30 years ago we did um. not have the technologies for us to be able to share things the way we do now um our technology has made our world so much smaller that, when something gets released in America, it gets released in Australia at the exact same time because, because we now we have the technology to do that.
2: Yeah, there's pretty much. There's, there's also no great motivator. Like, there's nothing pushing a space race right now. There's
0: No, that's great. No. Well, well, China, well, I mean,
2: I th-
1: China just th- got to the dark side of the mood for some reason and no one knows why. Why not?
0: Because it's just a cluster of... Destroy, or, or it's massively destroyed craters all over that side of the... It looks like a teenager's face, <laughs> the dark side of the moon. A um, uh, cu- couple of things that's interesting. I think that the, the next big kind of technology push thing will be wireless charging. I mean, you've already got c- cloud-based data transfer, but I think that wireless charging, the fact that you can transfer power in that, that way, and I think that that's the, the next big area of kind of investment or, or interest or opportunity. Well, just wireless um, in general is... Taking leaps forward. Indeed, and I don't think that there is any. I think that the idea that 5G is any way harmful to humans is complete nonsense and stupidity by dumb shits that know nothing about the technology itself. Yeah. Um, dumb shits we I went think, to school with. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, that is very true. I think that um, it's an interesting fact that the dark side of the moon often gets a lot of light when there's an eclipse because the sun is on that side of the, the, the moon, basically. The dark side um, so of I the think moon that we is send... dark
1: because we can't see it. It's not dark necessarily, because yeah. it's actually dark.
0: No, that that's that's true. Well, I mean, again, it's the same way that the whole entire of our solar system... Well, sorry, not our solar system, but the planet Earth and all kind of rock-based planets are technically darkness and don't emit any light. It's only because of the existence of the sun that we emit light at all. Um and therefore, we give the the moon face um, a reflection and, and light because it's reflecting the sunlight off of Earth back to, to moon the moon like a mirror. Because um, again, the dark side of the moon is the side that gets most of the light because it's pointing out into space. And that's why it's got craters everywhere and doesn't have a face because it is um, attacked by things and there's no gravitational pull of the Earth protecting it um, on that side of, of the face. The other thing I think is interesting is what Walter note is, yes, Bianca, you were right. I was going to say that, um, you know, the gravitational forces of being able to, or the G-forces to go um, to light speed would be too great on the body to do it, even if from starting from space or accelerating from space. I think the, um, we don't realize just how, or we do realize just how fast light speed is. And I think the time to accelerate up to light speed you'd have aged probably 20 or 30 human years before you've reached light speed. In fact, no. In, you know what? I would say you'll die before you reach light speed um, in terms of the aging process and how long it takes to accelerate to that sort of speed. So I think that that it is... Would... And, and you know, would the you runway know? you need in space even. I think so. I would say so, because that's enormous. Because... It is no, 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 no. so fast.
1: Because... because- no, no, I say that because um, there's all these tests that have been done, which I'm always fascinated with, that show the faster you move, the slower time moves.
0: Yes, so, but I don't...
1: So I don't think you'd age. I think everyone around you, like everyone outside of light speed, would age, mm-hmm. but I think inside you'd stay the same age.
0: Yeah it's that it's that idea that it, you can bounce a tennis ball on a cruise ship and it doesn't end up at the back of the ship you know it travels with you it's inertia Yeah Um yes I guess but also I still think that um I I still think you would age I, because because okay you would age probably at the normal normal time span of a human but I think that you would age to the point where you are it still takes you a lifetime and then suddenly on your deathbed it goes oh we've reached light speed and you go yeah and you you're dart. talking about this I, I think up that process. it would take so long yeah yeah take the speeding up process because it would be so long and also a runway straight enough in space to get to light speed i don't think it, it it's an i know that it is possible but i think to get to a space where it's like that again you've got to clear you know the the um, asteroid belts on the outer reaches of the the solar system and then you start to get to big open spaces um yeah to reach light speed though you'd still need an enormous run up someone and then when you get there you've got to be able to turn and everything like that in time without slamming into things as someone who which greatly, in space at light speed i think will happen yeah
1: someone who greatly enjoys sci-fi um and watches all the ones where the navigation system goes down so they can't calculate where to go to night light mm-hmm. speed yeah that's a big problem mm-hmm. in every Every sci-fi show has at least one episode where the navigation system's down, so they can't walk. Well,
0: because it's true. Yeah. You need a run. You need a runway, basically. But then and there's then always then an amazing pilot
1: there. who figures out how to do it. That's yeah, yeah that's course, a
0: trope. They can out. They can um, out predict space itself. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I think that that is ridiculous. How did we get onto the topic of space? We're talking oh, the about UFOs aliens and stuff like that. coming the towards UFOs. us. Yeah. Yeah. UFO. Yeah. The UFO. The UFOs. 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 Yeah. Look, I don't know what they are, but they're not alien, as in they're not from outer space. That's, that's what my, think, I, my thought is. I
1: think they might be, but I, I, I am of the belief that aliens have come and looked at us and been like, these fuckwits will kill us. We don't mm. want that. Let's just leave them the fuck alone. Um, well, and then well, Trump be, created a see- space force.
0: Then Trump created Space Force, because again, he must have been confused between illegal aliens and aliens from outer space. Um look, I think what's interesting is that that you can look at humankind and look at how I know that wars exist and everything like that, but wars are changing in terms of look at look at the development of the human race and where it was and the primitive sort of like not even primitive, but even going back, like if you think about the fact that Europe had wars happening like such a civil re- or relatively civil place was a battlefield? Are you kidding me? Those those wine tasting you know <laughs> vineyards and fields and everything and peaceful country it was all battle cow country in in Europe was a battleground. Like that just sounds impossible, but that but, was within our parents' lifetime ago. But you've even. got to
1: understand how war has evolved. It wasn't yeah, it, until it, it, World sure. War One. Up until I think, uh-huh. actually, not even World War One. I, I think, eight eighteen nineties. Which was the war in eighteen nineties? There was another war, but anyway, like
2: the War of the Roses.
1: No, I don't know. Um, no, not that one. It it wasn't until the development of guns and electricity that the l- w- rules of war changed. You know how there's uh-huh. the um, morning call, uh, the bugle,
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: and all that, like uh-huh. that we listen to every Anzac Day. Um, the reason why there was like a morning bugle and the reason why there's that ritual is because for many, many years, no one fought at night because no one could see. I know we watch like a Mm. lot of movies and all that, where they've got like dramatic scenes that where fight and battle scenes happen at night.
0: Mm.
1: And that did happen on occasion.
0: But it wasn't but it, really. At it night. wasn't
1: really. That didn't happen that, often. There were
0: that
2: rules predates, to war. Yeah, the Geneva Convention.
1: That no, no. That this predates all of that. I'm talking about before guns, before that, when everyone was just fighting with swords and bows and arrows and shit. There were rules, and there were rules. You
0: commence at dawn. You don't. You don't, yeah. you don't com- you go through the night. Sundown, you stop.
1: Yeah, sundown, you, you, you stop war. Because no one can fucking see. <laughs> Let's be real. That's how it started.
0: Um, you end up stabbing one of your mates.
1: Yeah, you could you could kill anyone. They well, that's the, you know we laugh, but that's literally what happened. Like no one killed at night. So it wasn't until we started getting like torches and lamps, like electrical ones, and all that. Yeah. And then people started fighting at night, and you've got to understand how that fucking changed war. You could be civil. Mm-hmm when you're just fighting during the day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you you they're fighting with swords face to face. Someone gets tired and like it, it's not as it, it it's not as brutal in a weird way. They they could be beheading each other, but there's something about fighting with guns that makes it even more savage in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it takes the Which, honor out of it. Well. <laughs>
0: yeah well well and but the, but then again you look at it look at it like how, you know again, you think of humankind in terms of our development, Europe was a battleground. the United States within the United States, it's still a shithole, but it is it was a you know you know a hellhole of, of of savagery, very much the middle parts of the USA um but you know that that was the civil war that was that was a battleground. you know, you think about the fact that there were battlegrounds in what we mostly conceive as or, or deem to be. Suburbs. Completely developed countries, yeah, not just suburbs, but developed worlds. And then you look at the fact that war still happens and battlefields still happen on developed, developing nations and stuff like that. And and um, it's this idea that humankind—you can kind of see a timeline looking across where wars are happening—of this idea of developing or developed. And um, again, for an alien kind or, or, a, or a you know. A, a, an entire civilization from another universe, another universe, another galaxy or planet or whatever, looking at us might be like, look at that. They're just a couple steps behind us. Imagine that. Soon they're going to have not, no wars at all. Like, wow. They, remember when we were there? You know, looking back like our decades, whatever it may be now, in our way of looking at it. They're it not is. far behind. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just interesting that, that idea that that um, we may be too primitive for them. But at the same time, it'd be fascinating as well, the, the, the primitive... What's primitive to us or primitive to them may be not to us and, or not and to them. And there may
1: be planets where they're more primitive than us. Maybe there are planets that don't know about us because they're not at that stage. Correct. What I would find interesting correct, is that correct. I am of the belief that majority of civilizations have religion in order to contain, maintain order. So what would their religions be?
0: i would say it's probably something similar there's an almighty above drew i know this is a difficult topic for you because <laughs> but anyway Sorry, I think, you're absolutely right.
2: <laughs> it's not i it's not honestly i, I it's think not. you're right
0: <laughs> I, I i think that it's um probably an almighty above there's there's always going to be a concept of all, an almighty exactly you're know, going to be kept honest
1: yeah but there's there's di- like polytheistic monotheistic spiritual like mm.
0: um no doubt no doubt
1: what like i'd just be interested to see how their religions developed versus how ours developed but it stands to reason
2: but it stands to reason that theirs would like they would have multiple ones like we would and that they would follow similar tenets to us
0: and i'm sure there's always going to be disagreements based on who's right and who's wrong and then there's going to be cases like the catholic church for example where it's about greed and and purely about greed So I think that there is... is that, That's something that has Rick to be everywhere. Rick and Morty delves and into it quite well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's the... um, when, when is it? It's the when the, the, the power cell that powers his brake yeah. lights. Or his, his car. <laughs> yeah, he goes into that world. Yeah. yeah. It's an almighty. That, that episode, there is an almighty above It's That brilliant. It is. It is brilliant. But it, but it, it encapsulates the that
2: concept perfectly.
0: Mm, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, team. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think that perhaps we should discuss what were the other topics. Let's quickly discuss Trump um, once again because we're on the topic of Trump. 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 Um, Trump. And uh, talking about him shining a light out of his ass and uh, people wanting to see that. That's that's not shining a light. Crazy. That's
2: just the shine of the bleach.
0: True. Um, <laughs> his golden face funny oh and, my god uh, I- yes let's get to that then let's get to our main topic which i say main topic we've got half an hour or so left to go and we're still only talking about the first bloody topic quickly yes trump declared and he has since come out and said it was sarcasm or no it was a before trick to see if we get to, to the
1: sarcasm the fact uh, that he started questioning the fact that can we drink bleach
0: yeah okay so so we're talking about the fact that trump declared well i uh, He didn't declare, but he openly asked the question, almost suggesting as perhaps this would be a great way to get ahead of the game, which if you're a very simple-minded person and you say the president's suggesting a shortcut to get ahead of this kind of world issue, I know I'm going to do what the president says and take the shortcut. So whether he was being sarcastic or not, or just questioning it as he's now also claiming among many of his excuses um, that he was doing... He basically questioned his medical experts that he had with him, whether or not um, consumption of disinfectants, i.e. bleach, um, or whether, you know, having UV injections (laughs) may be a good way of being able to defeat (laughs) the virus because it's been proven. And his logic was in some ways there in that he is right if you wash your hands with a disinfectant it ridged the germs, so his logic was, if I consume said disinfectants without cleaning the inside of the body. (laughs) Look, you can see his logic and his line of questioning, Can I? but I don't think anything as stupid has ever been asked, even during the times of George W. Bush. No,
1: do you know what the exact context of all of it was? Did you listen to the beforehand? Because I I listened to the entire conference. Mm. Mm -hmm. So beforehand, they were talking about how they had, like, they'd been testing against the virus. And I'm talking about testing, Mm -hmm. well, what I'm assuming is testing in like a Petri dish, Mm -hmm. and they had shone UV lights on the virus and it responded, it went like down, and that they'd injected, disinfected into the virus and the virus had died. That was the context of the presentation that the doctors did. So then Trump turns around and asks, well, can we just – shine uv lights on the skin and can we just inject our people with disinfectant and the doctor just kind of looked at him like what the fuck are you asking (laughs) she's just like um um mm, um, no
0: (laughs) well i look again again i don't have a problem with look uh, not bashing intelligence but if you're stupid enough to believe that that's possible no problem okay look there's some issues there but no problem that's fine That's not an issue. The issue comes when you use an open forum, and that's why I made a Facebook status about it, basically, where someone was complaining. uh, I screenshotted a tweet where someone was complaining about them being in lockdown for 41 days, only for now the president to come out and suggest injecting bleach and UV light. Um, The issue, though, is that if you're going to use those daily briefings and on an open mic to the entire nation. A nation which has probably statistically some of the stupidest people on earth. And you're going to stand up there and suggest a shortcut or a cure. Just just questioning or asking. Just asking the question. Not a problem to ask it, but that's for the press to ask the questions and you to have the answers. Or shut up and give it to someone that has the answer. But for you to ask the question into the microphone to these experts asking this um i think that that is such a dangerous stupid risky completely maniacal way of running a country like what is he doing again if even if you're a fan of trump and you're going to stand there and tell me that he was being sarcastic or that he was literally just asking the question or if he was testing the media whatever his excuse is you can't play that sort of game with a nation full of such fucking idiots as that. You'd get more respect and, and understanding
2: if he just was honest with the nation and said he had a brain fart. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake. I is apologize for that. It was. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, again, looking at his presidency, if you compare him to Obama, now I am a fan of Obama, but I am in no way saying that that man was perfect. Yeah, He made a lot of dangerous fuck-ups. And I think one of the best fuck-ups ever broadcast of his was uh, during, if you ever watch uh, Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 11.9, was it? The sequel? 9.11?
1: Mm.
0: No, it wasn't 9.11. It was, I 11 think, 11.9. Yeah, the I second think, one. I think it was, yeah. Um, I think that what is unbelievable that Obama did was the fact that when he went to Flint, Michigan, where they were having such issues with their water, and then he stood up on stage and asked for a glass of water. He said, you know what, I'm thirsty. Give me a glass of water. So someone went and poured him... And he said, not a bottle of water. I want a glass of water. So someone poured him a glass of water from the the tap, and everyone was like, what are you doing? Like, this water's actually toxic. You know, but then yeah. he stood up there, and he took a pretend sip of water. Obama, the most probably credible pre- uh, president the US has had in a long time. At least in our lifetime. But he stood up there and did that. At least in our lifetime, area. Anyway. But yeah, so, so he did that and faked that, and that was such a dick move by obama obama fucked up so many times absolutely he did Mm. but what's ridiculous is that fans of trump or republicans absolutely slated obama for that you know slated him said that he made so many mistakes even democrats say he made a lot of mistakes because he did because he's a human Mm. but then you have trump who is in no way qualified to be a president and again i get the logic of having someone that is not originally from politics in there in the white house i get it that's an interesting concept because the u.s system is absolutely fatally flawed but anyway oh, it had potential trump's the wrong person trump trump is definitely the wrong person to be in this to to, to be the executioning oh sorry the, the to, to execute this concept but it's a good concept but trump to go up there and and for people to then say that Trump has never made a mistake and oh. he is perfect when he has made more mistakes than I think a normal human does in the entirety of their life, even if they are the stupidest person on the planet, yeah, I think there's some issues because his arrogance has blinded him mm. so much, and his supporters, you know, blowing such smoke up his ass by saying he's never made a mistake gives him more confidence to go on rampages like this, where he can then make a fuck-up, a colossal, life-threatening, or definitely murderous mistake like this. Because I will say it's murder because of his intent behind this. For them to then do that, but then turn around and say it was either sarcasm, um, it was just a question, or it was a test for the media, that had murderous intent then. He tried... He knew it was going to work because he knew people were going to do it if he was being um, qu- challenging the media. If it was just a question, good question, ask it off air. And if it was sarcasm, how the fuck is that sarcasm? He has never learnt what sarcasm if, is in his life. Then clearly, because he doesn't. That is not. There is nothing sarcastic about anything that he said at all. I p- no tone.
1: Purely believe that he is stupid enough that he didn't actually know. What he was saying, I think he fully believed that if you injected bleach or disinfectant into your veins, you'd be cured. I I think that's I think he's an idiot enough to believe that. But I'm
0: I'm also convinced, Bianca. I, just quickly on that, I'm also convinced that Trump is stupid enough that he doesn't know what the fuck he's saying most of the time. That's why he uses words like the best, the greatest. Beautiful, no one huge. knows more than I do use words like that no one knows this better than me Stuff like that. use language like that because he not know what the fuck he's going to say next
1: actually my father and I were talking about this and if, I mean, Philip and uh, Drew know this because they've spoken to my father in the past my dad has some really classic liners and my dad was like last night going no, Trump is actually quite intelligent he goes, he knows the only way to convince someone else that you know something is to repeat it over and over again he goes, and yeah. that's what you do. he does. He goes, even when he fucks up, he just repeats it over and over again, and then people believe him mm. because you know, if someone's saying it a hundred times, it's just going to be in your head that it's right. But um,
2: I think I was going to say he's both very smart and very dumb.
1: I think he knows how to lie. Yeah. Not not lie. He actually no, he knows how to scream long enough to get his way. He was great at throwing tantrums as a child and it worked up until... It still works. But, um, no. So, uh, some people have drunk this disinfectant and if you are someone who's listening and have considered drinking disinfectant to cure yourself from coronavirus, don't. Don't. Because there are people across America who have been calling the poison... The the number of calls to the poison hotline and and to the COVID-19 hotline asking can I drink disinfectant Um, are apparently in the ridiculous numbers Um, and two days ago uh, uh, a reporter asked Trump um, about it and was asking, you know, what do you think of all these people who are trying to drink the disinfectant and Trump's reply was he can't imagine why there are Americans drinking disinfectant
2: (laughs) Has he been to his own country anytime
0: soon? (laughs) I I think that Trump's issue is that he is... um, I I think that he is both intelligent but also stupid. I think think Trump is street smart, not intelligent. I think that he is very stupid in terms of intellect. Um, He clearly likes the sound of his voice so much that he'll start a sentence without knowing where it's going. He likes hearing a cheer, so he'll say anything to get a cheer. He is a tool for that reason, He's an idiot for that reason. He is dangerous for that reason. And I think the people that support him completely naively in the sense that maybe um, on the surface things look good, you're an idiot. You so, are following someone for completely the wrong reasons, and you're either a racist and you you know uh, and you're confident in that, or you're selfish, or you're stupid. I think he's that's also it. Quite You can't delusional. be anything else. I, oh, think, yeah. he's or I think he's delusional. I think he's convinced of himself things, of his own intelligence. He's
2: yeah. Of course he has. Yes, you, completely. You know, you know when you're at school and you've and you've got the smart kids in your year and they're divided into two categories. You've got mm-hmm. the kids that are naturally bright and intelligent where it just comes easy to them. Then you've got the kids who fucking put in hour upon hour every day when they get home, studying revising Mm -hmm. to get themselves to that level and like like they knock themselves out to be able to pass and to do well and to get good grades i put him in that category he's not naturally gifted with any of it he worked bloody hard to learn how to be that no but but it it doesn't come naturally to him
1: no he worked bloody hard to learn how to pretend to be that He's not even in those two categories. He's in the category of the third category of the people who bullshitted their way through school. They never did anything. They never actually passed anything, but still somehow they managed to graduate because they they just convinced everyone they knew what the fuck they were doing. They got someone else to do their work for them. I think- They never showed up to class. Absolutely. No one knew who they were. The teachers didn't know who they, he was. They just basically- Lied his way through school and paid other people but to do now, it. But I he's, don't now think... gotten,
2: he's now gotten himself to a position where he can't pass off anyone else's work as his own. Yes,
1: yes he can.
0: Yeah, but he does. That, that's, but he does. That's
1: wrong too because as president, he gets told things. It, you The president or the leader of any country doesn't make a co- any decision by themselves unless they're a dictator because that's not how governments work. They have to get information from other people. Other people are constantly telling them what to say. And, but at the end you know, of the day,
2: he makes he makes the choice about what he says on that stage. He makes he the makes choice the to choice. Go, Let's put yeah. But, reach.
1: but the thing is, even in that conference, it was a perfect example of it. He was listening to what everyone else was saying, and then he thought he was smart by parroting it back. But he doesn't actually listen properly, so he parrots back the wrong thing. He's he's he is a parrot. If you watch any of his conferences, malfunctioning (laughs) parrot. He he just he tries to sound smart by adding his own spin on things.
2: I've been told,
1: yeah, because he has. He, He sometimes he hasn't even been told. He just listens. He does listen very well, but he bullshits. I can, I can like listen to, I don't know a. One of our friends knows computer shit. I can listen to him talk about computer mm-hmm. shit all day and then turn around to someone else and tell them exactly how that computer works. I, I'm good at that. If I hear someone talk, say something, I will be able to explain it the same way. But what he does is he adds the extra layer of making it sound like it's his own shit. So he can make it sound like it's yeah, his expertise. Yeah. But because he's adding too much of his own spin on it, rather than actually being the real deal, it's actually just made up bullshit.
0: I, just quickly, one one last thing before we move on, is is I saw a great Reddit comment where someone said, um, Trump, as you say, Bianca, Trump starts his questions, or, or Drew, I'm, I'm sorry, I've forgotten who said it already, but um, uh, Trump starts his sentences with, I've heard, or they say, but never says who said it. Oh, a team um, of experts usually, or and then or um, his team. Or the, but, but, yeah, yeah. But, but basically, he says they say, or some people say, or you know, stuff like that. I've Fox News, the Fox News will then pick it up and say, "Oh, the president said blah 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 blah," and then Trump will go back and say, "I said on Trump News, uh, sorry on Fox <laughs> News, no, Trump, Trump News," and then. And then he'll turn it around and if someone says, and if if at that point, if between him then saying it as himself and that he said it, quoting himself basically from the Fox News broadcast, if someone picks it up and says that's completely wrong, he'll then turn around and say it's fake news. And he'll, without directing, directly be throwing Fox News under the back, uh, the, the bus and saying it's fake news because Fox News is a network that has broadcast and said that he said it. But really, if you watch it back, he didn't say it. He says that someone else said it. It's, so he's able to completely get away it's, with it. That's the, throws,
1: that's the. It's very cunning. Thing. No, I see. You say it's cunning, but I think no. It's, but I say
0: it's street smart. I say it's cunning because it's street smart.
1: I think it's just it's the him art fucking of the deal. It's scapegoating.
0: Up. But it, yeah.
1: it, it's the idea that it, it's like it's like I, okay. I say that, that my cup is yellow, and then you ask me how do you know your cup is yellow. I'm like because I'm looking at it. And then two weeks later, you're like, I, I'm like, no, my cup was red. And you're like, but you told me it was yellow. And I just go, no, I didn't.
0: And no, Trump what, does, what are you going to no, say to that? But, no, but-, no but, <laughs> but Bianca, but Bianca, <laughs> I do, but I don't agree. I don't disagree. with yeah, Trump does that a lot. Trump ju- does bullshit his way when someone could show him the clip of him saying something. And then they'll say, you said this, and then play the video. And then he'll say, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I agree I agree with you. He does do that but a lot. But how there do you no argue with that when someone's just looking at you blankly stupidity. and
1: just goes, no. And you're like, but you did. No.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, honest, honest question here. Do
0: you think he's going to get another term? Yeah, yes, because Biden's a fucking idiot. Yes. <laughs> Because Biden is the worst choice to go against him, because he's the same thing. He is the same thing. Yeah. Just a little less outwardly stupid.
1: I I don't Or
0: open minded I think
1: Biden would have done better in the twenty sixteen election. Um if he'd run.
0: I think Sanders would have done better in uh I think Sanders, Sanders would, have would have won been the last in election. Both. <laughs> No, what? Sanders would have won the last election but then the Democrats shot themselves in the foot and put Hillary up who was completely divisive from the start and I think Biden would have won this election too um, re- going for re-election or not um, but again the Democrats shot themselves in the foot and went for um, Biden. In fact I think you mean, Biden you said, you think, has you said Biden. You meant
1: Sa- Sanders would have gone through.
0: Yeah. No I, th- I, I think, I, uh, sorry well yeah Sanders would have won and I, but I think that Biden has done a more honest job in getting um the candidacy compared to what hillary did so therefore i think biden kind of can stand on his own two feet a little bit more whereas hillary i don't don't think had she wouldn't yeah no she represented too much evil and despite the fact that she won the popular vote that's not what wins it and i think the popular vote is basically just another newspaper poll just happens to be on election day basically I... i think it still matters about the party that wins
1: i um well, obviously, it matters which party wins because that's what gets through. Like, it's the same deal
0: uh-huh.
1: as us. We vote for the party, not the person. And they kind of do that. there, but not to the same degree. But um, I think, no, I genuinely think if Biden... Like, I, I also agree. Sanders would have won if he'd run in 2016. But I also think that if um, Biden had run in 2016, so if if they had uh-huh. said no to Sanders no to Hillary, but yes to Biden in 2016 coming off the back Mm -hmm. of Obama. Um, I actually think he would have won back then, but I don't really know how their uh, voting system, like how their running system works. I don't know if vice presidents can run off the back of their vice presidency. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't. Yeah. So, but again, if he'd run before, I think he would have... If he was allowed to and if he had run uh, in 2016, I think he would have won then, but I don't think he can win now. Make sense?
0: No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Drew. Philip. Uh, sorry, Bianca, I cut you off there. Did you have one last point on the topic?
1: No, I was going to say what you're about to say now.
0: Okay, Drew. Um, please lead us away. Tell us the news. Tell us what we've been listening to this week. Um, and, uh, yes.
2: Alright, so, I, I was bashing on about it for, what, the last week or two now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, isolation's driving everyone a little insane around the world. Um, by the way, I just, this is a briefest of tangents, because I am looking at the clock, but I just want to point out Mm -hmm. that as much as there's been a lot of crazy involved with all this isolation business, I'm actually enjoying the heck out of all the good that's coming from it i really am
0: no there's definitely enjoyment there's, from this as, there's as well. a lot of good there, there's coming there's a out lot of, of pain and suffering but there's good yeah
1: i think um I it's pushed the creative industry in ways that hasn't the creative industry hasn't been pushed in years
2: exactly and and that's what brings us to this topic um as Phil as you definitely know and Bianca as well um one of my all-time favorite television shows is scrubs um always has been i remember when it first came out in 2001 um i would have been 9 jeez um but i have always loved it i started collecting the seasons on dvd before the show even ended its run um Basically, two of the, uh, leads of the show, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who play Turk and JD, the ultimate bromance, have decided to start a Scrubs rewatch podcast. So, they, uh, they started with one a week, but they've bumped it to two episodes a week. They will watch an episode of the show... And then they will recap it on their podcast. They also try at least every second episode to have a guest star, usually either um, a cast or crew member, to come on and discuss the episode with them. They're also taking callers, which is really cool. So fans can email in and they'll bring them in on the Zoom call to join them and ask them a couple of questions on the episode. Um, so far, the show's been quite a success, and it's been gaining a little bit of news attention around the world. I know that the two of them did some interviews for some talk shows here in Australia, I think, last week. And mm. it's amazing, because they're, they're doing this out of isolation from each of their houses, uh donald has been hiding in his wardrobe to record each week which doesn't stop being funny no matter how many times they refer to it and i i don't know about you guys but i obviously i'm thoroughly enjoying this show and i kept going on about it and i'm very glad that the two of you have both dived in and given the first episode a listen i would like to hear what you think
0: Bianca, would you like to start or would you like me to start? Uh, you can start. Okay, Drew, I have to say it was very enjoyable. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I, I See, it's probably... It's funny, as a young kid, I hated the idea of director's commentary or, or commentary over, over things. But I now absolutely love it so much. I love hearing behind the scenes, what was around the corner of the set, what was, you know, so and so forth, all, di- all the different things like that. So I love that sort of thing anyway. Um, I confess to you off air that I hadn't watched all of Scrubs and that I'd probably seen not enough of Scrubs. I think the most I ever saw of it was when it used to be on, um, long after it had been like a first run show. It was on, I think Channel 7's, um, afternoon television lineup after school. So I used to watch that and, and that's probably where I saw most of Scrubs, um, um, or or the most that I'd seen. Did you go
2: back and Mm -hmm. watch the first episode?
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Um... So I made sure to do that and I thought that was a very good suggestion and it worked very well. Um, but uh, but uh, look, uh, Scrubs isn't one of my favourite TV shows, but I can totally see why it is one of yours. Um, I think that the genuine friendship that came from it is excellent as well. Mm. Um, I like I appreciate that. But also the fact that Scrubs is, it is the, the most medically accurate television show of all time. Um, I think that Scrubs is very interesting in terms of its character um development i also think that the characters are very interesting i like the setting i love the fact that all the juxtaposition between comedy and very serious Mm. um the issues that it faces as well and and uh yeah i i i enjoy that and i also like the banter between background characters grub's an awesome show and so the podcast i think was perfect it gave us the right amount of commentary but then also behind the scenes and I think that was perfect. So it commentated on the episode. It commentated on the the setting, on the time, where things were at in the world, um, how Scrubs or this was kind of relevant to that and how it was cutting edge and stuff. Um, you know, they referenced the scene. Um, there's a scene where one of the characters takes their top off and is in their bra only. And they were talking about how that was cutting edge for um, network television at the time. It was early it's 2000s that started, didn't it?
1: 2001. It was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I also I also can tell you that the set that they used was from the te- television show My Wife and Kids. Um, my, my Wife, wife and, and Kids. kids. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, the house, it's My Wife and Kids. <laughs> yeah, which and I was screaming at but them. But that's I, I always <laughs> found that really funny though
2: as well because I I always knew that the show wasn't actually filmed on a set. So the fact that they had to leave the hospital, they they shot the whole thing in an abandoned hospital. For those of you that are unaware, um. But the fact that they had to actually go to, the um, go to the network set to shoot that
0: one little moment.
1: Mm. <laughs> see, I didn't know that, was that it was though. an abandoned hospital. I actually thought it was a set. Yeah, so did I. I I yeah. didn't know that. So,
2: well, even even um, Turk and JD's apartment was built into the hospital.
1: That see that <laughs> well, makes it's, sense it's... to me because I always thought their apartment looked weird.
2: Yeah.
0: It's it's kind of like the um in in um Home Alone um, the fact that the house was built into a abandoned school. Really? They built the whole set in an abandoned school. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. A, so there's a television show on Netflix, I don't know if you've seen it, there's the movies that made where us. they where they Yeah, the movies that made us and they they talk about that exactly the fact that that was built in and, a in a school and
2: just like Scrubs, um, it wasn't just the set; it was the production offices and everything that was built into it.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, cool! I did not know you, that yeah. at all.
2: You you should absolutely check out that show. And to those of you listening see, as well, the movies that made us really good.
1: See, unlike you two, I'm actually yeah, not a big fan good. of movies. Like, I can I don't I don't watch them as much as I watched. <laughs> I know, I don't watch them as much as I watch TV shows. But um and I don't really care about directors' commentary. Um anyway. All right, so sorry. moving on. Um no, but this I, I did enjoy this because like I do like hearing the backstage stuff and there's quite a few things like I because I watched Clueless and I loved Clueless when I was a kid. Of course. So I always knew about Donald Faison, I think I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. Um, I've always faison. known about his phase on <laughs> his his weird small teeth, and yep. I always thought it was yep. hilarious that he. It's quite like, noticeable in the
0: as
2: well, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very. I noticeable. love that
0: they gave him braces specifically for that.
1: But he, like, all of a sudden, what I find even funnier is that he didn't just get braces; <laughs> like, he should have just gotten them at IRL and.
2: I, I they don't could have remember that if into the show did. Did they talk about him and braces in that first episode of? the podcast yeah, yeah. They, they did
1: okay, yeah <laughs> so but but the fact that they mentioned the fact that his teeth just changed overnight one day i was like oh cool they're mentioning it because i i always thought that was hilarious when watching the show but like I, yeah i genuinely like kind of stuff like that so i it was quite enjoyable to watch and listen to at the same time
2: there's something about I, the two i of did them.
1: the same time thing
2: what do you mean you did the same time thing
1: so what I did was, because uh, they, were, they were talking about the episode in order of all the events. Yeah. So they talked about their audition process, and I listened to that, and then they kind of started talking about the episode, and I paused it, and I watched the episode oh, okay. as, a, a little bit, and then I, I kept going. That's So good, that's how I did it. And it was, it was hilarious. I enjoyed it muchly.
0: It, it's very much like my um, What Say You podcast and the Fast and the Furious films.
1: The Fast and the Furious films.
0: Yeah, you know what you did. You know that that you you did it as a almost a commentary for the episode. Um, so like what I was talking about last week or a couple of weeks ago. No, last week. No, the week before. I don't know when it was. Um, with what say you podcast? Mm. What they did was they watched the film and said, okay, stop it at this point. Oh and yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That.
1: Sorry, no, I anyway. know. That's yeah. the yeah. that's the impractical jokers guys, isn't it?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, and Zach and yeah. Donald do that where where they pause and they go right at five thirty eight. This happened and yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: so but i did that for the first one which i don't think they talk about times in that one but
2: no they don't No, they they do they do pick it up a lot more though as as you keep listening to the episodes they do that a lot more and certainly after the um so you guys have listened to the first episode the second episode they roped in the creator of the show bill lawrence to come on for an episode yes
1: yeah they 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 talked that he was going to be on it in the first episode but yeah
2: yeah they, they get him in for the second one and it's very interesting and they develop a very cool system with him he he's basically a massive supporter of what they're doing and he said if if you find yourselves in an episode wanting to know something from me ask the question mm-hmm. and then message me and i'll send over a voice clip of the answer so as you keep listening to the episodes, Bill pipes in every now and then when they're wondering something and they, oh, that's, really cool. that's cool. Yeah. They've added in his answer in the post-production. It's really well, clever. Um,
1: well, like, no, I was going to say like, the reason why I think it's interesting to do with that with scrubs is because going back to scrubs being very cutting edge in network television, if you mm. think of all of the comedy office work environment dramas, that was kind of like the first one. All, yeah. all, all the, all the work and office dramas before that. Very rarely, I think, I think, Black Books, but I think even Black Books came after Scrubs. Is the first time I saw like a comedy in a work environment. But it did. Yeah, mm. It's like yeah. one of the first ones. And they did it with a medical show. I think it predates Office and Parks and Recs and all of those kind of yeah, shows. It does.
2: And it the, kind um, of set up the yeah. format for that. The only time I've seen medical do anything even remotely close to Scrubs is MASH. And they, they reference MASH a, a couple of times in Scrubs. And certainly Zach and Donald talk about it a little bit in the podcast as well the fact that they knew what they were doing had in many respects had only been done by mash
1: but like mash even yeah i actually you know that i'm thinking about mash was very similar in fact that they had the really dramatic episodes where there was they just punched you in the gut really and then they had those really everything else was a comedy but yeah like it was scrubs took
2: that same vein
1: and made it into a hospital drama. I still love yeah. the um all the Grey's Anatomy references in scrubs all these years later.
2: Oh. Cuz I still watch Grey's it's so wonderful. I, I love that it. it just became a running gag to pay out on Grey's. And
0: I I like the fact that they talk spoke about the the um the fact that scrubs uses a very kind of real sort of filter mm. whereas and then they reference shows that the po- they didn't mention the name, <laughs> but they mentioned that some shows use really like um, washed out sort of oh sorry really like bright and vibrant um, things screen things yeah, all the- yeah. versus the, the washed out
2: colors and yeah yeah
1: I I think um I liked the way that Scrubs looked realistic like even though I always thought that the hospital was a set I thought it was a pretty darn good mm-hmm. set like. They didn't yeah. quite, I mean, now that I know it's an actual hospital, that makes more sense, but <laughs> um, it always looked <laughs> fairly realistic, the show and the way they did everything.
2: Yeah. I. Um, again, I don't remember if they touched upon this in that first episode, but they certainly, they've talked about it a few times since. The fact that part of the reason why it has such good feeling to it is that, they all really were close friends off camera. They like they all met doing yeah. the show, but they became a family. They became close friends. They would shoot for sixteen hours a day, and then they'd all go out to the bar afterwards, and they would all be so thrilled to see one another out and about for a few hours for drinks. They they really were that close. And well, they do talk about. It absolutely rubs off.
1: they do talk about the fact that um in the first one again that's all i've watched with that they all it was very rare to have a cast that genuinely were all good people and even the guest stars were all good people yeah and yeah stuff like that
2: i'm um i'm listening to i think episode seven at the moment and john c mcginley who plays dr cox is on the show and the he's fantastic. My i love the fact that they i love him i
0: love what they talk about with him as well i love the fact they talk about how he's such a genuinely nice he's just as intense but but he's oh, wait nice intense wait wait
2: till you hear him he calls zach zachy and it's the most heart melting thing because it's it's pure genuine love like that's cute it, it is amazing but, I didn't um, realise
1: he was 60. Sorry, I, that, I was googling him yeah. earlier and he just turned 60 recently I'm like, fuck.
2: Yeah, but it, it, it's wonderful hearing him and it's interesting because the episode he's there talking about is the episode that Sean Hayes was on and that particular episode it was shot as 9-11 happened and they mm. actually had to cease filming for a couple of days and for most of them, they don't remember how they even got through the recording of that episode because everyone was just in a daze for for the weeks following and they, they can't even remember how they got through that shoot. It's yeah, really interesting. It's, uh... And John McGinley's brother was in one of the towers when they got hit. Shit. He got out. He got out. Like he, he survived, but it's when you listen to the episode you'll you'll hear him talk about it in detail, but the effect that it had on all of them and the fact that they can look back on that episode and they can see that all of them look distracted and they all seem like they're on autopilot. Like mm. all of them Wait, all of wow. them seem preoccupied in that episode.
1: I completely forgot that Sean Hayes was on
2: Scrubs. For one episode.
1: I yeah, I know. But I, I love <laughs> yeah. Sean Hayes, so that's a big deal for me. I'm a massive re- Will and Grace fan.
2: Do you remember the episode? He, he's got facial hair going and everything.
1: No, I, I, I had to actually just Google that. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean Sean Hayes wasn't scrubbed? Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, he was one I of was... their biggest supporters when the pilot episode got put up. And when they were bidding to get it run to full series, he was one of... He'd seen the pilot and was a massive fan and really wanted them to get picked up to series.
1: I completely believe that. Because Sean Hayes is one of those people that just... Once he likes something, he'll fucking endorse... His Twitter is awesome. But he, like, endorses shit and supports people and does a lot. He's pretty cool. I like Sean Hayes.
2: Yeah, I I think he's a great guy. Um, he seems like one of one of those rare few that just sort of lets himself fly under the radar because he is just a genuinely nice guy.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. He's also done a lot of Broadway. Like he's a bit of a Broadway person more than, but anyway. um, Yeah. I do, Mm. I do muchly like this podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. And what I'll, what I'll do Drew is despite the fact that I'm now, I'm already on season two of Breaking Bad, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll push on with that. But once I've finished, that um or in the meantime when i just need kind of like a, a a cheer up of some kind um i'll i'll go over and i'll i'll uh have a crack at the podcast right?
2: have a crack at it and if you feel so inclined have have a rewatch of scrubs or have a proper watch of scrubs
0: well, well, uh, what, well what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna watch along with the, the podcast
2: i like that i'm i do not have the patience for that i just put on season five tonight because i've been powering through it <laughs>
0: Oh, I see. Well, oh, okay, fair
2: enough. <laughs> but it's, it's really fun, and it's great listening to them, and it's great having them back together again like this. That the name of their podcast for those of you out there that want to listen to it is called "Fake Doctors, Real Friends," and it it is true. It, it's very true. The the two of them became best friends as a result of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mystery. i like i
1: like how they start um ribbing on each other during the episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that's coming out like the the more episodes they do the more things we're hearing about especially behind the scenes oh my god it's some i do
1: really i do really hope that they get tom um Cavanaugh to come on the show
2: i have because no i doubt absolutely that they
1: will. love dan dorian
2: he's he's great and the the weird way in which you're like oh my god like of course he's playing the brother when i
1: have his autograph i i got his autograph um who's the guy that plays the sexist doctor um kelso no, no, not him. The the, the one the that's tod? always high-fiving him. So, the Todd. The Ralph I got, Macchio. I, yeah, Ralph Macchio, and I got Hooch's autographs at Comic-Con one year.
2: You've met Phil Lewis? Pardon? You've met Phil Lewis. Hooch. Yeah. That is so cool.
1: Yeah, I have all their Sorry, autographs that's, in that's my bedroom my,
0: somewhere.
2: That's my favourite thing right now, because he is amazing. I, like... That's childhood there, the sweet life of Zach and Cody, where he runs oh, the hotel.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I got, I got, I got him to sign something with hooch on it, because he did, was did there he say with the, line the other Scrubs guys. No, no, I didn't ask. I was, I was technically a volunteer, so I wasn't supposed to be doing that kind of shit. But um, I was minding their cues all day. You
2: did it anyway. Fun fact uh, with hooch. It
1: was the last end. It was like you, right you, at the you, end of the thing.
2: You know, there's an episode where they get Hooch to work with Doctor Turner just so they they can do Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Turner is played by Tom Hanks's brother in it.
0: Tom- Excellent. Just just Glad. for
2: funsies.
1: Sorry, this is random, but I was watching this yesterday. But Tom Hanks's brother voices all the Woody stuff that Tom Hanks doesn't. Yeah, I know that. I didn't yeah, I know that.
2: that, including the uh, short films for Pixar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and yep. a lot of the toys.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. they don't sound entirely the same, though. They they do. There is sound a difference. Yeah, different. Anyway, I'm looking that at the clock, and we've
2: had, and this is our second week of bumper episode. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. Oopsie daisy. Whoops. But that's okay. It's it's all in it's all in fun. Um, anything else to add, Drew? It's a great podcast. I'm glad you brought it to us. I can only suggest that people do the same sort of thing for.
2: I, yeah, um, I I would just urge everyone to, not only to go and check out this podcast, but you know what? Scrubs, it's what better time to go and rewatch Scrubs. It's, we all need a bit of humour in our lives. And it's just something that makes you feel good. And it, it also makes you feel bad. It makes you feel everything. but
1: And you get better it, medical facts than you get from Donald Trump.
2: Oh my God. It is absolutely... Well, for a start correct these actors know how to say the medical terms correctly (laughs) (laughs) that is true they can pronounce Um, the latin (laughs) true
0: yes philip yes that is correct um, We've re- reached that point in the show where it is time for our Sick Kent of the Week. I think it is more or less a formality, Drew. Yes. Who is our Sick Kent of the Week for this week? We've got
2: a double header: the uh, fake doctors themselves, but real awesome Sick Kents of the Week, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Congratulations!
0: Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Kinder yeah, us. completely. They are, yeah, they are our Sick Kent of the Week. That is good stuff. Um, Yeah well done team you are you are our second of the weeks um now for us team yes we are now at the end of our podcast because yes you were right drew it is quite over time but that's it okay a-okay if the conversation's good we'll keep it going um yes i thank you both very much as always and thank you thank no you worries guys worries at all no no problem at all thank you bianca and um yes join us again next week where we'll have more fun and frivolity and random conversations about whatever we choose to talk about and perhaps we'll go on another tangent about other things like for do. no reason whatsoever like we always do there's always a um, tangent always a be. tangent thank you very much team now let us end this show with who am I going to pick on this week uh true how do we end the show yep